0: All right, if you have your Bibles, open them up to Ephesians chapter 4, actually 3. We didn't quite finish 3 last week, so we're going to kind of wrap up 3 and then get into 4 tonight. Whoa, these are my new glasses, and they're big. Whoa. I have to wear them like this so I can see you guys and see my Bible. All right, maybe I should go back to those little ones. All right. Let's pick it up. We, we covered some of this, but let's, let's pick it up just and read through for context. In chapter 3, verse 14, it says, For this reason I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that I would grant you according to the riches of His glory, that He would grant you, not I, I'm sorry, that He would grant you according to the riches of His glory to be strengthened with might through His Spirit in the inner man, That Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love. Everybody say in love. In love is a qualifier that qualifies everything that we're taught to do in the word of God. One of the things that, that has just kind of jumped out the pages at me recently is I was doing a study on studying the Word and doing a study because um, just in the New Testament alone, there's, there's seven different places where the, where, the, where the Bible testifies of itself that it's basically that it's trustworthy, that it's good for doctrine, for reproof, for correction and righteous, for instruction. It says that the Word of God is sharper than a two-edged sword, able to devo- divide the bone and the marrow. And, and I was going through all the verses in the New Testament that talk about the Word of God and that you can trust it. Because again, those, those that say you can't trust the Word of God, well, you either get to trust them or you get to trust the Word of God itself. Because the Word of God says of itself multiple times, many times, dozens of times, that the Word of God is trustworthy. And as I was going through this study, I was noticing that there was, I was finding all of these qualifiers in these different verses and different sections um, when it was talking about the Word of God. And, and what you'll find is that there's this, this idea that the Bible teaches. It says in First Timothy, it says, Study to show thyself approved, a workman who need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Right? That's an instruction for every one of you, is that you're to study. And study is, is, is just that. It's study. It's not read. It's study. Study to show thyself approved. You have to study the word of God to show yourself approved, approved to who? Approved unto God. And then he calls you a workman who need not be ashamed. So why, what would you have to be ashamed of? It's because if you don't study the word of God and know it, then, then there's shame in that. So it implies there's shame from not studying. Study to show thyself approved, a workman who need not be ashamed. And then the, and then the conclusion is that you rightly divide the word of God right and so you have this kind of mantra throughout the bible right you find in the old testament new testament again i've preached it already and i want to get into it cuz it's fresh on my mind but you know the psalms progression i tell you guys about that all the time cuz that's really powerful the the in in the bible god makes a big deal about his name Great is, the, is God's name and greatly to be praised. The name, the name, the name of the Lord shall be exalted. The name of God, the name of God. Jesus is given a name above any other name that, at the only name that men which, should, which men should be saved. And then in the Psalms, as you read through the Psalms, there's this idea, God's name, God's name, God's name. When you get to about Psalm 130, there's a verse that says, God puts his word above his name. And that's powerful. Powerful as powerful as the name of God is and proclaimed throughout the scriptures, in the Psalms progression, God says he puts his word above his name. But, um, again, what, what, what jumped out at me recently, which I've always kind of known, right? But it was just something that's just like you read the same passage a hundred times, and that hundred and first time God shows you something you didn't see before. And it's, it's a qualifier that we find throughout scriptures that we are to be students of the word of God, but the result has to be love. It's in love, it's in love, it's in love, it's in love. Study to show thyself approved to workmen who need not be ashamed. And then there's a qualifier, the purpose being to love. And again, I think that's one of the biggest problems. You know, the, 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 the people that I'm going to identify right now, they're going to say I'm, and people like me are the biggest problem. But, you know, in, in the church, especially in Calvary Chapel, what's, and not only in Calvary Chapel, but because of the heavy emphasis upon studying the Word of God and teaching the Word of God, that, that it can become an idol. And, and being um, Bible smart can, can become a pursuit of some of our pastors and leaders to where they, they just want to be the smartest guy in the room. They want to know more. And you, and, you know, you go to a pastor's conference and, and you're teaching Bible study to a room full of pastors who's, you know, who teach this stuff every week. And it's a little bit intimidating. And, and this idea that, you know, you know they, they said of Paul that much learning has made you mad. And and I think for some folks, one of the areas that we can fall into, and I heard a pastor say this, that God will will try to get you to backslide. And if he can't get you to backslide into the old you and the old struggles you used to have, whatever those might be, that he will will get you. And many Christians will fall in this area too. He'll get you to frontslide. And front sliding is not falling back into alcoholism and drugs and sex and and, uh, previous lifestyle things or whatever your previous lifestyle things were, but becoming so much better than everybody else in a front slide where you develop into legalism and into intellectualism. Where, where Christianity becomes an intellectual exercise about who knows the most about the, the Bible and who's got the answers to doctrine and, and eschatology and who's right about this and that. And, 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 you know, I have personal friends who I feel like have front slide, slid into much learning to where they, they've put such an emphasis upon studying and reading and knowing the Word of God and, and teaching it well. You know, they're the guys I call when I have a question. Don't, don't get me wrong. Like, you need those guys, right? Like, but at the same time, it, it's love. It's love. And, and, and here's, here's the bottom line. And I don't, I don't want to discount both. You know, I, I, I teach them both. And I encourage you guys to be students of the word of God. And, and when Timothy says, for you, this is not just for the pastors. This is talking to God's people, Christ followers, Christians. Study to show their self to prove. A workman who need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the, truth, the word of truth. But here's the deal. You know, I've had multiple situations this this um, this week of, of people who have called that have gone through, been going through something in their life this week, okay? Um, you know, crisis, hospitalizations, um, divorce issues, marriage issues. And, and when that person comes in for counseling, do, do you think they care whether it's a pre-trib or a mid-trib or a post-trib? Do you think they care whether it's Calvinist or Arminianist? Do you think they care whether... You know, I, I, you know all these things that we fight about in, and that we, we, we decide to divide over of, 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 you know, what the Bible teaches. That person could care less. They want to know that Jesus loves them and Jesus is there for them and, and, that, and that Jesus has their best interests at hand. And Jesus, you know, and so it's about Jesus and it's about love, right? And so, again, having a balance. I, if, I, if, I, if, if, if I'm out of balance, which again, like I said, the people I think that are one of the biggest problems is because they've made Christianity an intellectual exercise, you know, they say that I'm the biggest problem because I don't intellectualize enough. I, you guys decide where you land. But one thing you, you cannot argue with is that the Bible is pretty clear that the focus and the purpose of us as Christians grow in our love for God and our love for people, right? Right? And that's illustrated very simply by the greatest commandment. And they asked Jesus, which is the greatest commandment? Do you realize that Jesus didn't pass on the question? He didn't say, well, I give you all the commandments and you have to use them all. He didn't just fade away or he gave an answer. He told them what the greatest commandment was. And it wasn't. Study to show thyself approved a workman who need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. The greatest commandment was to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul, and love your neighbors yourself. Amen? So we have this idea here in love. And then in verse 18, it says, May be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width, the length, the depth, and the height. To know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. So here again, we have one of these kind of mysteries, kind of dichotomies almost in the scripture where God's word says multiple times that the love of God is unsearchable, it's unknowable. But here it's telling us to search it out and to know it and to seek it. And so what you'll find is that God's encouragement to each one of us is to grow in our understanding of how much God loves us. That's what motivates our lives. The Bible says it's the love of Christ that motivates me. It's ultimately when when I know how much Jesus loves me and died for me and did for me and cares for me today, it motivates me to want to serve him. The Bible says it's the goodness of God that leads men to repentance. And, and, you know, I think there's a place. The Bible says to have a healthy fear of God um, is, is important, that every one of you should have a fear of God. And, and Jesus taught it, and, and it's taught in all places. It's, it's in the Gospels, practiced in Acts, um, you know, explained in the epistles. It's doctrinal to have the fear of God, a healthy fear of God. And maybe for some, you know, to, to, be, to the fear of God will motivate them or bring them maybe to salvation. And, and there's a place for it. But ultimately, fear, fear is not a, a, a good motivating um, factor. Unfortunately, we just, we can't see past today And so the fear of going to hell, until you get there, those that have gotten there, then they realize it, and then they're scared to death, and they're ready to change, but it's too late. But because we can't see it or experience it, but it's the love of God, which, which is actually the best motivator and the biblical motivator is, is when we understand the love of God. So we're to search it out. You're to know it and that's part of the reason why we encourage you to read your Bible and pray every day. The more you read in the word, the more you know about Jesus, the more you see what he's done for you and how much he loves you and the more you want to serve him and, and love him. And it says, um, to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge in verse 19. So, so here he's telling you again to know it even though it passes knowledge which means you can't know it. So you can know it You'll just, never, you'll just never explore the depths of it. You'll scratch the surface of it. And I imagine in, in studying God's word, we're only scratching the surface here, here on this side of eternity. Because the Bible says that the word of God is eternal. That we'll have the word of God throughout eternity. It's that, it's that well done and that perfect that it's still going to make sense and be...